Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you sign up using code DNVR, you're going to get all kinds of special offers. You'll have one risk-free bet up to $1,000. Give it a shot. Learn all about same game parlays. And that's when you use code DNVR on DraftKings Sportsbook. I am your host, Patrick Lyons. And I am Susie Hunter. Patrick, much like CJ Crone, you've been carrying this team, our team, all week while I've been out with COVID. So I appreciate it. How are you feeling now that we're at the end of this homestand? Shoulder day is my favorite day at the gym. So I am <laughs> glad to throw everyone on my shoulders, on my back, back day, not as much, but it's great. It, it was fantastic. This one was uh, a big one, was excited to get back to the ballpark today with all the fireworks just so much life in the ballpark despite topsy-turvy last couple days but at the end of it now thanks to CJ Cronin and we'll get to all of that Rockies are four and two on this most recent homestand they win a series against the Dodgers they win a series against the Diamondbacks they're now 35 and 44 so nine games under 500 but they do have the same record as the Arizona Diamondbacks so I guess they share a part of the basement I I don't know that you'd want to share a basement apartment at all, but that's where the Rockies are at currently. A basement. I've lived in basement apartments and they are not fun. Jay, I love your comment about boys off base because we actually had some guys not, not stranded on base. So I love to see that. We'll of course also get into that in a little bit too. What's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up James too, because I did notice that, in the game notes that the Rockies are not one of the worst teams when it comes to leaving runners in scoring position. I think it's partially because they just have always have the most guys in scoring position. It's just one of those things where quantity wise, it seems as if it's a lot and it's, it can always be frustrating, but quality wise or percentage wise, it's, it's not that bad, but man, CJ Crone got it done today. Two, three run home runs as why he is our DraftKings sportsbook king of the game very deserving of the mvp chain as you kind of alluded to there Susie. bud black said today he put us on his shoulders the talk even before the game was who's going to represent the rockies here in the all-star game and before anyone talks about daniel bard he seems to be that feel-good story also seems to be the guy who deserves it did get his 16th save today a close one a tight one bases loaded with a one-run lead but ends up getting the job done. But before anyone would mention Daniel Bard, who seems like the logical fit, the guy who is most deserving and who has been their best player all season long has been CJ Crone, now with 19 home runs and has just been the guy all season long for this clubhouse. He has absolutely been that guy. So yeah, he had his 18th and 19th home runs today. Um, uh, and this is his third multi home run game of 2022. So look at him just crushing it all season. I think he's got maybe 24. No, that's too high. The numbers are starting to blur together, as you said, <laughs> Susie, at the end of this homestand. But I did find out that he's only had three games of six RBI or more. So that's also a, a pretty special note. Alec asking in the chat about dealing Daniel Bard at the deadline. We're going to get to this whole next month. I talked with Bill Schmidt about what they are going to do here at the deadline. He said, you know, there's still some time and they have made an investment in this team. So I think they're going to wait until the last minute to possibly do something. Every Everyone's brain who that I pick uh, and, and who's 
opinion I respect, does seem to think at least two guys will get dealt. I set the over-under at one and a half. And no, you cannot trade one and a half people. But <laughs> you can trade a little bit less or a little bit more. Everyone seems to think it'll be two with Daniel Bard. Bud Black did say earlier this week, might have been Friday, gosh, wouldn't it be nice to re-sign Daniel Bard? Just kind of sit it out into the air, unbeknownst to, to anything. So maybe you interpret that as a way that, hey, the Rockies are, are interested in keeping Daniel Bard around. So if teams really do want to acquire him, they are going to have to give a little bit more than they were willing to give last season. So they're going to they're gonna be tough customers. Or maybe that's a way of saying, well, look, we, we want to bring him back like we did last year at the trade deadline. And last year at the trade deadline, we kept everyone that we were hoping to re-sign in some shape or form. So it's hard to get a, an exact feel as to what happens, but we've seen with the history of this franchise that, they are more than likely to stand pat than they are to be aggressive at the trade deadline and trade away some pieces that, frankly, aren't going to be worth anything to them next year. Because when a guy's a free agent, unless he's going to get a qualifying offer, which none of their free agents this year are in line for that, you just lose the guy and you get nothing for your future. So the Rockies need to rebuild that farm system a little bit slowly but surely. And, and this is one of those ways. So appreciate the questions there. Did you get nervous there, Susie, with Bard and the bases loaded and the Diamondbacks who are always pesky with that opportunity? You know what? I was so, so nervous uh, seeing those bases loaded, um, especially because I'm just like, okay, like, here it goes. Like, Rocky's finally got the lead. Like, I was just like in a, I was in a little spiral, not going to lie to you. Um, so I'm glad to see that um, Bard got safe. Yeah. And the bullpen was fantastic. I asked Buddy about that in the post game. Chad Cool came out of the game in the fifth. And so at the top of the sixth, you had Robert Stevenson came out, got himself in a bit of a jam. Lucas Gilbert did a wonderful job getting him out of that jam. But Rockies were down 5 nothing at that point. Jake Bird ends up coming in. Uh, CJ Crone hits his first three-run home run there in the sixth. Comes in in the bottom of the eighth after Jake Bird had worked a – scoreless inning he's been great but he mentioned hey back-to-back -back nights now jake bird has gotten the job done he's been very very consistent and with the save by bard and the go-ahead by crone there in the bottom of the eighth jake bird gets his first career win and he was he was as excited as he always is which yeah, is did you to get say pretty level he was pretty <laughs> he's level very, pretty even he's field. very level he's he's very much in awe and he's wowed by a lot of things really good guy uh, good, good for a couple quotes here and there. So I was really happy to to see him have that moment and, and buddy to talk about him there in the post game. Got the post game shower with the suds and all of those things wrapped up in it. He was still clearing some stuff out while he was talking. Check the clock. He's got to get on a flight. They're going to Los Angeles for a three game series. But hey, you know what? Let me take a moment. Let me enjoy it and let me talk with this uh, mustachioed sob. I, I imagine that's what's going yep. on in Jake Bird's head. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Are you, are yeah. you, you're okay. Got it. I see. That's how you think Jake Bird sees you. Um, Probably. Yeah. That seems like a nice young man for sure. Yeah. Rockies have now won seven of their last nine home games after we remember at the beginning of last month with Atlanta, that four game sweep, uh, three game sweep at the hands of the guardians from June 2nd through 16th. Uh, but they're now playing a lot better and they've now won back to back series for the first time since I want to say late April, May, when they swept the Reds 
and uh, they won two out of three against the Washington Nationals, two teams that are in the bottom of all of the National League. This one looks a lot better, looks a lot cleaner with a victory mm-hmm. at home in three games against the Dodgers and a win over the Diamondbacks. So still a little flavor of basement, but, you know, it's an improvement. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, nice to, it's nice to see the Rockies winning back-to-back series again because we just haven't, we haven't seen that consistency. A lot of fans out there would say, whoop-de-doo, now we share the basement. Others might say, hey, this is a pretty nice garden apartment. It depends on who you <laughs> ask. But yes, I think we can say they do have a share of the basement. Ched Cool, not his best self, but uh, he did have a scoreless first inning, which did mean that he had 12 consecutive scoreless frames. The nine innings of shutout ball on Monday against the Dodgers. We know that's the first time it's ever happened, a complete game shutout against the Dodgers only gave up three hits on Monday his last two innings when he was in Miami back on June 22nd scoreless first inning today so 12 innings of scoreless pitching from Chad Cool then the wheels I'm not gonna say the wheels fell off because as Buddy described as as he often does it's it's a matter of hey one or two bad pitches in this case one bad pitch sure it was a buildup of a single to Herrera Rojas a walk to Alec Thomas and then David Peralta no doubt Second deck shot, grand slam, not great. Yeah, but he wishes he could get that grand slam back for sure because otherwise Cool has been so great and that complete game shutout the other day was just so much fun and so exciting. So to see him give up a grand slam hurt my soul a little bit, but overall, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm concerned about Chad Cool by any means, but yeah, five innings pitched, seven hits, five runs, all of those earned. One walk, two strikeouts, and one home run. And one home run by Peralta, who just seems to really haunt the Rockies in, in so many ways. So many lefties in that lineup, a couple of switch hitters too. So it just seemed like everybody that kept coming up, the lineup was loaded against Cool. And yeah, you know, that, that fifth inning does go on his record. He talked about his ERA getting a little bit inflated now because of that, but that is just the game. So yeah, no concerns. I mean, typically... We, we sort of like to uh, not bend the truth, but we like to bend some things a little bit at, in Colorado and say, well, a quality start is six innings, three earned runs. At cores sometimes, especially when the offense is clicking for both teams, five innings pitched, four earned runs. Well, he had five innings, five earned runs. Okay, that's a nine ERA. But nevertheless, Rockies end up getting a win. They go out on the road. They're going to be feeling good. And at somewhere along the line, it's why you need to make sure you're following Susie on Twitter. You'll probably find out when – the Rockies <laughs> land in Los Angeles. You know what? I keep an eye on what our aviation reporter has to say. So I will keep you posted when I find out. <laughs> also on offense, uh, besides CJ Crone, Jonathan Daza, he entered the game three for 20 and had a nice three for four game at the plate. He seemed to be in a very interesting mood uh, in the clubhouse before the game. I said, he's either going to have a very good game a very bad game. Couldn't couldn't get a good a grip as to the vibe that he was putting out, but it was definitely a vibe. And now I know that's a good vibe. Three for four day at the plate for him. Like to see that. And then for Crone, I mean, I think it's I think it's that time. It it, it is that time. This is the reason why we have a chronometer, or is it a chronometer? Have we decided it's officially? A, it's a, I've decided it's a chronometer. Chronometer. We've got hey barely Crone squarely crone now we're crossing over to the good half 
Coors Crone, and then finally his eyes lit up. You're seeing those pearly white teeth, <laughs> the Crone zone. Do you think either of the now overall he was in the Crone zone? But if we're breaking down Homer by Homer, where are you putting each of these? The first one, four twenty-three to left field. The second one, four twelve. Both three-run home runs. His eighteenth and nineteenth. Where are you putting those two bad boys? Um, I mean, well, combined, obviously, this is peak Crone Zone because he is the reason the Rockies won this game. Like, this is just incredible. But on their own, those home runs, you know, maybe they're just course Crone. They didn't hit the concourse, the Cron course, as we call it. So, I mean, no matter what, this guy was just doing the work today. Yeah, we we have the 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 chronometer, but we also have the. We also have the rate stat of, of chronometer per game. So each one, I would say, <laughs> I would say that the first one was a little bit better than, than that halfway point. That was, was a uh, Coors Chrome that looked fantastic. Next one, not as, as far, what, four feet short uh, of the first one. So I'm going to say squarely corn, squarely Chrome, <laughs> kind of right in the middle, right in the 50% yeah. mark. But overall, if we're talking about chronometer per game, just pure crone zone from christopher Mm -hmm. john crone carried the team today no doubt about it carried the team today and also i think it's worth noting first rocky two three run home runs in a game since nolan arnado back in august of 2016 that's good company to be in that's that's very good company to be in yeah we're we're in good company over at the dnvr.com now only 50 cents for your first month look some would say that maybe Rockies right now are, are carrying the load a little bit right now. I mean, the Avs definitely did it for a while. They had a whole month of doing it. We know before that, Adam and the whole crew with the Nuggets, they were carrying the load uh, with, with uh, Nikola Jokic doing his back-to-back MVP thing. Broncos carry it there for the entirety of fall in the first month of, of December. And so, you know what? The, the only sport going on right now of the four major sports is Rockies. Do got to give a shout out to our producer you hear. He's doing it for the Rapids. They've got a 4th of July game going on as well. So we've got all of that coverage, again, for just 50 cents for your first month. And if you want an annual membership, you get a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com. Action also never ends over on DraftKings Sportsbook with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Seriously. You can also throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with the same game, parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options are quite literally Endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Seattle Mariners are now 5-2 and two since last week's brawl. I told you they were going to be hot, yet they did lose on Monday when I picked them. But I've got a win locked in for this week. And it might even surprise you. It's actually going to be the Rockies, Susie. Yeah, they're right now they're plus 230 on the money line which basically means for a $100 bet, you can win 230 or 
for every $1 you bet, you can more than double your return. Freeland's on the hill against Julio Urias. He did give up three runs and five and a third innings pitched last week here at Coors. Rocks shellacked him last time, or rather first time that they faced him before the previous one back on April 10th, also here at Coors. Nevertheless, I think this one's going to be a little bit on the lower scoring end of the spectrum, but take the Rockies here to surprise. That's my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week, plus 230 in Los Angeles. I think they're going to continue to play well. I don't know they're going to play hot, because Crone's the hot one. Mm-hmm. But they're going to play well enough to win. I think so, too. I think think the Rockies just kind of get the Dodgers. So I think they will continue their streak of winning series against them. So I like your pick, Patrick. I do appreciate that. A couple of injury notes before we get to some of the weird, wild, and wonderful things from this weekend, as well as the weird, wild, and wonderful things for the entire month of June. Got to make sure we recap that. After uh, Marquez, we know he exited. We did talk about that with the cut on his thumb. Got to look at it myself with my own eyes. Got to even witness Bud Black examine it. Looked a lot better. He will be good to go on Tuesday against the Dodgers. The main reason why it it healed now and it didn't before was because he had cut it during a bullpen session when in Minnesota. So he only had, I think, about two or three days for it to heal before he could pitch on it now. He's got the full four days of typical rest. So he'll be good to go. We saw Antonio Senzatella exit after two innings on Friday. He does go on the injured list. We saw Ashton Godot get promoted and... Does that mean Godot is going to be in the bullpen? Not convinced yet that that will happen. We'll sort of wait and see what's going on uh, for Senzatella's spot. Could end up being Ryan Feltner in the long run. He may still be around the Rockies clubhouse. I don't know if we're technically allowed to report on that since he's in Albuquerque, quote, quotation marks, right? Uh, yeah. So they, they may end up needing him in, in that way. And so you don't need to roster an injured player in Antonio Senzatella. So Bring up Good Samaritan Ashton Godot. That that could be a good nickname, Good Samaritan. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, yeah, that works. I mean, we know he he he's well traveled. <laughs> he is. Uh, speaking of well traveled, I don't know if you noticed it because I I did tweet it out during the game, and I was waiting for someone over my shoulder to go, "What? Rockies made a trade?" And no one did. Oh! So <laughs> I'm guessing I, I nobody else in the press box get my notifications. Uh, or, or he had to talk to me about it. But the Rockies did acquire Corey Oswald from the Philadelphia Phillies. He was down in AAA with the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, because, mm-hmm. hey, that's minor league baseball, in uh, 35 and a third innings pitched with both the River Cats of uh, Sacramento. They are the Giants AAA club. Uh, he was waived, went over to Philadelphia. 6.11 ERA, not great. It's kind of bounced around a little bit. It looked like Philly maybe was trying to stretch him out to be uh, a starter, but their their rotation is pretty packed right now, as it were, in mm-hmm. AAA. A lot, a lot more younger guys. Oswald is 28 years old and uh, remains to be seen if he'll go you know, right into the ice topes bullpen or he'll just, again, be another depth piece for that bullpen because they need it. And we know the Rockies need it. Again, Ashton Godot has been a guy that typically has been a long reliever, but the Rockies needed him to stretch out and become a starter to give them more depth. And so I think. Again, that kind of uh, caution is, is is being thrown to the wind a little bit with this acquisition, especially because some of the guys in AA might not be ready for that opportunity in AAA. So you just need a body, so to speak. And so maybe this body that the Rockies have acquired <laughs> is going to be a good one. Yeah, we'll see for sure. He's spent some time with the Mets too. So, you know, again, we will 
We'll see what happens. It's another body. We got another kid. We'll keep our eye on that. Keep you posted. Mm -hmm. Did you get an eye on that double steal from Sunday? That the throw was on the money. It beat the runner. The tag was on the runner. The glove and uh, the ball, with the, the, rather the, the glove had the ball. The ball was in the glove. I, I don't know how to describe it. He was out, except he was called safe. They do the replay, and he was still considered safe. And that's the rule, unfortunately. But I, I don't know if that, that ticked you off in particularly because it was like very obviously an out. Yeah, you know, I was hoping you maybe had a better look at it than I did because you were physically there. But I'm still a little confused about what what happened there. Yeah, so it, it's basically a, a breaks down for the rules where you go, okay, again, your eyes, you know that you saw an out and, and everyone did. Mm -hmm. But according to the rule, part of the, the play isn't over until the play is over. And so McMahon basically got his hand pinned between the cleat and the base. So he got a little bit cleated and, you know, he, he was grimacing. I was actually really worried that he was going to be hurt there, but he got up fairly quickly. So he basically just had to get his hand out of there. And so he, he released the tension on his grip and just slid his hand out of his mitt. And so at the end of the day, you look down and say, well, where's the ball in the mitt? Well, where's the mitt? Not on Ryan McMahon's hand. So the runner is safe. It would be as if a runner was going to a bag and it just knocked the mitt out of someone's hand. Mm -hmm. Same, same scenario. So it was very strange because for that half a second, three quarters of a second, depending on how, how much you slow it down, you say he was out. McMahon has the ball in his glove. The, the runner has not touched the bag yet. The bag, uh, the glove is blocking the runner from the bag. And yet he's going to be called safe because the play ended with McMahon on the ground. He did not have his glove on his hand. So just one of those unfortunate things. And it didn't become anything. That's the other part because you had runners on second and third there. And uh, unluckily you were able to get uh, Chad cool to, to get out of that spot. Or, excuse me. No, that was uh, Lucas Gilbert came in there got a strikeout, got Josh Rojas looking. So big spot by Gilbreth, who continues to pitch really well and is back on track like he was in the second half from last year. Look, Susie, we talked about uh, on our last live show here, here from the stadium, we talked about why the heck the Diamondbacks were coming in early. This is part of the, <laughs> the weird, wild, and wonderful. It's all three of those things wrapped up. Put it out on Twitter on our account at DNVR underscore Rockies. And we we ended up learning a little something that maybe we predicted. We, we doubted it, but we did, we did call it a little bit. A little bit, yeah. So the <laughs> we know that the Diamondbacks arrived Wednesday night. Parade is on Thursday. Diamondbacks don't play until Friday. So why did they get here so early? Are any of them going to show up at the parade? We found out Tori Lavella went to the parade. He did. He did. Yeah, he he said it just kind of reminded him when he was uh, in Boston and they won a World Series. And he just he said, hey, I'd like to see a parade like that in Arizona. So I, I don't know what the vibe is down there. Didn't get a chance to. I talked with Jesse and Derek uh, down at PHNX Diamondbacks a little bit, but I didn't ask about that quote if everyone's nice and hype. But look, if you're 35 and 44 and you're sharing a garden apartment, we're officially upgrading. It. It's a garden apartment now. You know, it, it's not anything to get too excited about when someone's referencing a, a parade. You know, both organizations, I think, very much have a way to go. Fireworks were on point. That's That was great to see. You saw Austin Gomber, Chad Cool coming out to watch the fireworks going down on the field. 
it was a good weekend at the ballpark for that, for sure. Yeah, I mean, no one does fireworks like Coors Field. I firmly believe that they are the best fireworks in all of baseball. They're absolutely incredible. Love to see the great turnout for the fireworks. And I loved, I just like love seeing, you know, all the guys with like their wives and the kids and all watching the show. Like these are just like core memories they're forming here. So I, I'm so sad that I missed the fireworks this weekend, but there's, I'm glad. There's going to be another one. There's yeah. another one I think uh, the final Friday that the Rockies are home. Maybe it's September yep. 23rd against the Giants. So. That'll be a big one. Yeah, back-to-back sellout crowds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 my prediction is July 31st. I'm already scouted. I'm like, well, when's the next sellout going to be? Okay. And I think it's going to be that one. It's a Sunday. I don't know. Friday and Saturday night games do have better attendances than Sundays. But that Sunday one is against the Dodgers. And it is a Ryan McMahon bobblehead giveaway on July 31st. So Ooh, maybe. to look forward to. <laughs> potential sellout vibes for that one. We saw umpire home plate ump Jerry Lane get clipped by a baseball had to leave early on Saturday's game. That was kind of a, a scary moment uh, to see that uh, we haven't got, I don't think we've gotten an update on, on what happened with that, but he was stumbling a little bit. You know, he may have entered the concussion protocol. Didn't get to see him at the ballpark on Sunday. Glad uh, the umpiring crew was able to get somebody new to, to come in and, and take his spot, which they, they always, plan on doing something that I know you and I, Susie, did not plan on discussing, which was mm-hmm. Dallas Keuchel's first ever start at Coors Field. For, he's an 11-year veteran. What? I was shocked when I realized yeah. that this was his first career start at Coors Field. It's just, uh, yeah, he's been around forever. <laughs> you fig- you would have figured, like, again, it, it just it would have happened at some point, especially being in it with the AL West. Houston Astros, you know, Rockies and Astros have played a lot together. Okay, he was in the AL Central there with the White Sox. Not so good. He also, in 2019, he was with Atlanta for the whole year. Mm-hmm. And so, like, okay, there's a 60% chance there, right? Three-game series, five guys in rotation. But still, uh, first time going there, and boy, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he wasn't sad that he had never <laughs> pitched at Coors Field before because it didn't quite go so well, did it? He didn't have a good time. He allowed seven runs. Six of those were earned on six hits across five innings. He walked three. Um, and it was just, yeah, he did not have a good time at Coors Field. We'll not be writing no. home. We'll not be sending any postcards. I had a good time at the ballpark on Sunday because this is no joke. This blew my mind away. Okay. In the section below the press box. Yes. There was virtually every number nine in Rockies history. So I, it's always good during the national anthem. You stand up, take a second, catch your breath. You kind of peek around to, to look at all the different unique jerseys. And it was actually kind of a mild day on, on Sunday. I've been seeing some really good ones during this homestand, but below in the exact same section, there was a number nine for Vinny Castilla, a nine for DJ LeMay. Those are going to be the two you see the most of. Mm-hmm. Third probably is going to be Connor Joe. Yes, there was a Connor Joe also in the section. Then you had a Daniel Murphy number nine, one of the eight Daniel Murphy jerseys, I guess, possibly have, have that were sold. So random. And 2020. Very random. And then after commenting on that to everyone that was around that would dare to listen or at least feign interest <laughs> in it, I looked down again. And there was someone with a vintage Ian Stewart jersey. 
No way. Nine. The I only just, one we were like, missing was Juan Pierre. That was it. I uh, I wonder if he was in their group and like just was in the bathroom for the, the anthem and you didn't see it. <laughs> and I think no one else noticed. And if they did, they didn't care. But look. That is, I think uh, I'm, I think I'm paid to notice these things. I think I think that's what I'm paid for. Your brain just works <laughs> differently than everyone else's, for sure. We all know that, but I am, I'm shocked at some of these numbers. I'm, I think I'm most shocked about Daniel Murphy jerseys. <laughs> right. Like it's so random, so random. It, yes, but but the guys that are in the, that wore number nine for the Rockies, they are, are some of the bigger. Fan favorite. We know Connor Joe right now. Mm-hmm. Vinny Castilla, Juan Pierre has a little bit of a following. You know, wasn't there for a ton of time. And then of course DJ LeMahieu, a guy that you know oh, everyone yeah. loves. So that was uh certainly an interesting thing. Now, Fourth of July, when you're listening to this or if you're watching live, uh happy Fourth of July Eve. Something that I don't know if Old Navy has capitalized upon, but I guarantee <laughs> next year, having heard this podcast, you will see some Fourth of July Eve t-shirts immediately on sale the next day but we could also we we could make them we have a clothing brand that's true (laughs) we can we we know some people continue continue what you were saying we know some people well it's getting me hyped because again you got to look ahead a little bit with our with our recordings nathan's hot dog eating championship on the fourth of july i was hoping DraftKings sportsbook would allow us to bet on that and do something it's not 76 is the record not not right now. Maybe they haven't set the line yet. Okay. I don't know if you take like a batting <laughs> practice kind of thing before the competition. Maybe you chew like 10 packs of gum. And so maybe they got to look to see where they got to set the line for Joey Chestnut. Is he going to break last year's record of 76 in 10 minutes? That's 7.6 hot dogs every one minute. Oh, that's so that's... many hot dogs. That is so many hot dogs. How many you you've done a an unofficial hot dog eating contest, right? An unofficial one, yes. When I when I did play by play, I I challenged someone, and so it was very easy, you know, just having one at a time. But it would be almost between every inning, and so I definitely think I ate six by the time the first pitch of game two of, of the doubleheader had come around, and by that point. My competition had had tapped out. I think his little belly was full. So uh, <laughs> their their belly was full. I, I, I mean, derogatory there. But I, I could have definitely done more. I was feeling good that day. Uh, I did want to be a competitive eater at one point in my life. It didn't last very long. It was maybe a six-month period. I was just thinking about it, you know, workshopping that out. But I definitely uh, – that would be a dream to compete, just just to do it once for fun, and I would just try to jam as many as I possibly could. I think I could – I don't know that I can get to 20. I don't know that I can get to 20 in, in 10 minutes. It's all, just all about the chewing. Uh, you know what? So um, there is a guy who lives in Hartford who now has a, a, a food stand at Dunkin' Donuts Park, and it's like the biggest stand there is. Um, but he was a competitive eater – and like one of the things he would do, you know, he'd chew all the gum to like make sure your jaw is strong enough. So he did all these competitive eating, you know, contests and then won enough money so he could open up his own barbecue restaurant. And now Bears Smokehouse at Dunkin' Donuts Park, home of the Yard Goats, is one of the most popular stands um, that our Rockies affiliate fans get to enjoy. What's the guy's name? I wonder his if name I, is I know Jamie the Bear McDonald. Hmm. I, I maybe I would have to recognize him. I 
I know I was a big Eater X guy. There, there's a deep cut. I don't think he's still on the circuit anymore. But no, he's not. I mean, he 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 could get out of it. I mean, he he achieved his right. purpose. He's busy running some restaurants now all over the place. So, um, yeah, figured there's some uh, competitive eating history at one of the stands at a ballpark we love. What's something that if you were challenged to eat the most of or like poundage that mm-hmm. you would, you, you, would you do that for anything? Like just for funsies? You know, I feel like I could do it with nachos, but also nachos are a little harder to chew than a hot dog. Like a hot dog, like if you don't chew it all the way, you're not going to injure yourself. Like it's all very, it's pretty soft. It's relatively soft, but nachos are crunchy. If I don't like get a chip crunched all the, all the way, I'm going to hurt myself. So it's like, I want to say nachos because I would actually enjoy those the most, but it might not be safe. You can't enjoy it. I mean, you're doing it wrong. If you enjoy it, you're like, you're not supposed to taste it. It's just supposed to go down your gullet. I mean, that's the thing with the hot dogs too, is you actually have to dunk it in water so that Mm -hmm. the, uh, the but, but yeah. And so it doesn't expand too much in your throats. Exactly. Yeah. It'll, it'll slide down and you want to use something flavor flavored so uh, it's not just regular water it's it's a flavored water basically so i definitely think hot dogs would would be that thing for me that i would i would try mm-hmm. big mashed potato guy i try i try to do it with mashed potatoes just jam that down the gullet i love mashed potatoes <laughs> that's I, the, I that's the whole story <laughs> todd cohen todd coden loves mashed potatoes too in the comments thank you todd i could i would be curious i mean because it's water, you couldn't do that much damage. Although, if you drink too much water, especially when die. when in, in a marathon, yes, you you can die. But I think I I could crack a a case of like liquid death. I think I could chug those bad boys. That that wouldn't be too bad. Oh, Susie's reaching for her can. Oh, that's what she's got today. Look at that. Yo, I gotta stay hydrated because I'm drowning in my own mucus. <laughs> there you go. Hydrate or die in your own mucus. Not a <laughs> not a new phrase, but it could be for the special Susie Hunter crossover with with liquid Listen, look let's talk COVID about has not been good to me but oh yeah <laughs> no the, hey look you know who has been good to to you or, or will be or is good to all of us working with the segue here foco just like four columns foc of the <laughs> clock has hit zeros i can't believe it's been like a week now at this point stanley cup finals it's come to an end abs champs stanley cup champs four games to two over the lightning it's it's been amazing you can keep the celebration going from the comforts of your own home you get officially licensed 2022 Colorado out of Avalanche Stanley Cup champions merchandise from Foco their collection features everything from apparel like shirts hats accessories to collectibles like player bobbleheads and plush toys I think just about like everybody on the team has their own bobbleheads it's pretty cool FOCO has you covered with the best Colorado Avalanche merchandise. Head over to FOCO.com and click the link below in the YouTube description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code DNVR and you'll actually get 10% off. Can't beat that. Wish I could say that you you can't beat sexy pizza. Well, guess what? I can. You you can. (laughs) Look, maybe maybe in a different area. I I don't know. It depends on your your taste right if you've got those memories from your favorite pizza place from wherever you grow up if you're a transplant well i tell you what sexy pizza is going to match that if not best it and if you're from this area you probably already know all about sexy pizza and their denver locations capitol hill old south pearl jefferson park 
Park Hill. They've been here for I think close to 14 years now at this point with their hand-tossed deck oven pizza made from scratch each morning dough. It's fantastic. Head on over to www.sexy.pizza. That's right. They got that URL. No one else did. Check out their about page for their donations link to find out how Sexy Pizza can actually support your cause. They love giving back to the community and they can help do that no matter what you've got going on, no matter what you've got that needs to be catered. You can also check out their location down in Trinidad, Colorado as well. Well, it may be July 3rd, at least when we're recording this, but we didn't get a chance to kind of talk about the best moments of June. And and there were a lot of them to kind of go back on. I think April was such a fun month because team was winning. May, step back, it was a bit of a letdown. June, more losses than wins, but, uh, you know, I think we're understanding the vibe now just a little mm-hmm. bit and, and, and accepting it for, for what it's worth. And so I think we can have just as much fun looking back on on all the great things that happened in, in June. And I, I don't know what one thing – was there a favorite moment in June for you? You know what? Looking back at the month of June, knowing that we were going to do this retrospective, we started June with so many double headers. Yes. They had something like four, four or five within like four weeks, some, something absurd like mm-hmm. that. I forget what the exact number was, but it, it's insane. And they've got another one coming up with, against San Diego at the trade deadline on August 2nd. So we're actually going to tie a, or a franchise record for six double headers in a season. And we've got a long way to go. We've got a lot more rain to possibly get to see if we can break that record. <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. The season's still young. We're not even halfway through it. But, yeah, June 1st started off with a doubleheader. So, you know, that's how we kicked it off. It is. I also know early on in the month something that, for me, I have probably been waiting for, you know, for about a decade, at least since I moved out to Colorado. I've always had my eye on on this team with having family down in, in Colorado Springs. And so I've always – loosely been a, a Rockies fan keeping an eye on them for forever mm-hmm. and I never had my own so to speak jersey like that that came out at a time in which I was so emotionally and, and and mentally and spiritually invested in the team as I am now so the City Connect jerseys was such a, a huge deal for me and I, and I know it was for so many people and having wanted to see some green in there especially because at the ballpark security the ushers they've got polo shirts they've got jackets that have the green in it and you go all right well they work for Coors and Coors, or rather they work for Coors Field and there's a lot of green in the field so it's really for the it's a ballpark thing but the green is is also very much a part of the Rockies both literally and and, and figuratively but both the team and the location of the the Rocky Mountains you know the seats are green out here the, the field it's it's a part of the team. And so for them to have brought that in, for me, that was my favorite thing in June was to have it. They wore it here again on, on Sunday. They get the win. So I think they're now maybe two and two in the City Connect uniform. So two and three. So, okay, they're, they're getting back to 500. I, I was mm-hmm. just so stoked for the City Connect. That's, that was my favorite moment. Oh, yeah. Well said, Patrick. That definitely was a big moment too. I... I mean, obviously, our official stance on this podcast is we love the City Connect jerseys. But, yeah, that was well said. It was a natural color combination, too. You know, the purple, the green. I loved it. Love it. Continue to love it. 
it's good stuff. And we know, yep. and we know for the most part, the guys love them. Maybe not so much the green pants, but. I think overall people, both people. Coloradans, or as I heard someone say recently, Coloradians, uh, Coloradians <laughs> or, or just people outside this area, the City Connect jersey is, is a win. It's, it's really good. Plenty of people were happy to dunk on it and talk about it looking like a license plate. Yeah, okay, but the license plate is cool. So yeah. I think we're, we're good in general. So, so many people like it. Look, the month also started off with a National League Player of the Week award for Mr. B-Rod, Brennan Rogers. Man, oh, man, don't you just wish you could erase that April and say, oh. we've got an all-star here because I think he'd be in contention. Uh, if not to start at second base, there, there, there are a couple good ones in the National League, but I think he would be that third guy in the conversation. Bard, Kinley was there too. Crone mm-hmm. is obviously there, hard at first base. That's the thing I don't think I mentioned is he's been their best player, but that's the hardest position right now in the National League. So many very talented first basemen in the NL, and Brendan Rodgers would have been that fourth guy that you say, hey, maybe the Rockies could have four, but – None of them are, are really slam dunks, except CJ Crone. Maybe it would have been Brendan Rodgers, if not for that April. But I'm glad he got he got another little award, another trophy, if you will, for for his mantelpiece down there in, in Florida. <laughs> yes, for sure. Florida man. I love He's the, a Florida man. We know that he is a Florida man. He is one with the humidity. I loved when we talked to him at the beginning of June because. He was still doing well. And he's like, you know what? But we're going to tack this on to May because I had a good May. And this is also part of May because we were supposed to play this game in May because we were talking to him on June 1st, the day of the doubleheader. But uh, I was like, nope, you're wrong. You're going to have a great June too. And I, he continued to have a great June, our Florida man. <laughs> the month also started with a couple of low-scoring games. And a 0-0 game going into the ninth inning. Pretty damn rare for Coors Field. Yeah, that was super weird for sure. Again, another extra innings game. Uh, That was the day that the um, team from Atlanta was in town doing a chant that we don't like. So that was that was fun. No, thanks. Unsubscribe. We also saw I, I thought this was pretty exciting. The return of the Daniel Bard light show, which we hadn't seen for a while. And now it's back. Yeah, now now it's official, right? Because I think he had a couple outings after they unveiled it, where they got rid of it, came back. Now they even did it on Sunday, the day game. Now it was cloudy, so you you know the lights were already on. If they weren't on, I don't think they would have you know busted that out. Also, if it was not cloudy, you wouldn't even notice the lights were there. So yeah, I, I thought that was uh, that was really cool that they've they've kept that part around. Charlie Blackman has been kept around for quite a while. Every week, it seems like there's something else. There's another list that or rather, that, that he's climbing up, right? Seventh all-time for RBI. He passed Troy Chulowitzki at his 200th home run. Uh, he's doing it recently uh, on this homestand. It's July. We won't, we won't dip our toe in that water just yet. Uh, but he, he continues to do it. And that 200th home run was a special one because we even had on as a guest the guy that retrieved that baseball out of the water, out of the drink, if you will. 
Yes, yes. So, of course, Charlie Blackman's 200th home run was a splash hit into McCovey Cove and aptly named McCovey Cove Dave got his hands on it. Didn't get to meet Charlie Blackman, but we did get to talk to him about how he how he just how he does it. He's gotten so many of these milestone balls and I he's such a great guy to talk to. Definitely one of my favorite conversations we've had all season for sure, but definitely in the month of June too. Yeah, one of one of the favorite shows also that um, that that we recorded one of the favorite moments that was just fun and it, it's amazing again when you come to the ballpark each, each and every day and there's 162 of these you kind of forget them that's that's why we're doing this because it was almost a month ago now that chad cool played a very strong game of tic-tac-toe that was on the back <laughs> of the mound in san diego can you believe that june 10th right that was, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been almost a month. But yeah, that was so delightful too, just because, you know, I love keeping, I love when we can keep the game fun and light, but he, it was the first, first of all, first time we've even seen the Padres all season, but yeah, that, it was a viral moment and we love to see the Rockies getting attention for really fun, delightful things. We had two firsts, first tic-tac-toe game, first game against the Padres. Oh my God, look at that, two for the price of one. Can't beat that. That It was also kind of a of a sad day because Connor Joe's big streak was ruined because of a graphic that you made, Susie. I think. (laughs) Yes, of course. Pin it on you. Can we pin it on you? (laughs) Yeah, because I'm out here making graphics like that. Um, Uh uh, Yeah. No, that was that was rough. We wanted to celebrate Connor Joe continuing this awesome uh, 35 game on base streak, and then right after we made the graphic, that streak. We said goodbye to it. Uh, quite Came a shame. So ap- apologies to Connor Joe. Sorry for messing up your Kojo Mojo. We were ready to, to bust out yeah. the commemorative pennants. You know, <laughs> a, line of, a line of shirts, you know, as at that point, you know, he was approaching the top five uh, of all time on base streaks. He's a lead, leadoff hitter. That's that's what he does. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's a speedy boy now at this point. Leads the team in triples with four. Leads the team in stolen bases with four. So... Connor Joe is uh, is undoubtedly to be celebrated, as is my appearance. Which look, I like being made fun of. So if you're <laughs> going to mock me, I, I'm I'm all for it. Especially if it's funny. If it's great, then I'm gonna tell people about it. Someone said it to me again. I think I I, I heard it twice this weekend. Oh, there's no. again today, and I wore a totally different outfit. I didn't have like the the gray, the light gray pants on. It was khaki, but this hat, this hat that I'm wearing now, and, and ones like it, it's very uh, Gumpian, so to speak, very 80s. I, uh, I haven't, of course, I have not been at the park to monitor what you carry, but when Corey Sullivan told you that you were dressed like Forrest Gump back on, what day was it? Um, I just had it here. Oh, June, June 14th. 14th. I, wrote, I wrote it in my calendar. You know what I mean? Actually, my diary. <laughs> here, let, let me look at my diary here. Today I was called Forrest Gump. It was the greatest honor I've ever had. Oh, look at that. So I was pretty happy about that. <laughs> that it's was so Gump funny. Chic. I'm calling it Gump Chic is what it is. And I'm, and I'm all right with it. I'm here for it. So when it comes to Halloween, you're going to dress up as Forrest Gump, a.k.a. you're just going to dress like you normally dress. I'm going to dress in a giant shrimp costume. There we go. That's it. There oh, we I'm go. All, I'm for that one. I, I love that <laughs> one. And. 
look if, again if we're talking about our, our our most favorite moments we'll we'll end up on on this one here we had this also was another really fun show for numerous reasons partially because hey we we, we had to we had to feed off the vibe from the abs with how great they were playing and say, all right, well, we, we got to capitalize it. We got we to gotta jump on this bandwagon, so to speak. We're talking baseball. How does that relate to hockey? Well, actually, a lot. I, I think there's a, there's a decent amount of crossover with the fact that you do need a full team. You, know, you can't just have a, a QB that's going to take over like in football or two or three superstar players like in the NBA. So Megan broke down about how the Avs were built to win this Stanley Cup and you know, basically what the Rockies could do similarly. But – after that, the wheels came off. Strategically, we knew. Look, we, we let the people of the town know the train's going off the tracks. Here's where it's going. It's going to turn down this street. Don't worry. Clear out. Maybe take a you know three-day weekend, and your home's going to be fine, but there will be a train derailing, and I had a lot of fun with that as well. Yeah, so in addition to having Meg, Megan talk about the abs, uh, we also broke down the Zodiac signs of Rockies players, of Avalanche players. I had so much fun with that. Um, I still have the spreadsheet. I probably have it open. I built a spreadsheet, first of all. That's how you know it's a huge event. Uh, but hopefully we can have more of those conversations. I got such a kick out of it. I feel like we learned a lot along the way. Oh, we definitely did. And I think because you you jinx connor joe right and, and all that great merchandise that we were going to have because of it we're, we're going to continue with this this uh, bit here so Thank yeah you. so since you removed all that memorabilia from out of dnvrlocker.com we need to replace it so uh pretty soon here coming up you can check it out online you can get a a plaque and and a, and a framed copy of that spreadsheet that Susie <laughs> made. She'll, she's she's going to sign them down at the dnvr bar back when we open up uh, you can get some signed copies. You might want to wait to meet her in person before you get it autographed, but you can buy it, you know, pre-signed. We'll get that up and uh, we'll put that in our store. I, I think that's only fair, Susie, to make up for the, the shirts that we can't sell now. You know what? Actually, I will do that. I absolutely put out that spreadsheet and sign it and frame it. And that would be a fun thing to give away. I Because I did the whole 40-man roster. So, you know, even as moves are happening, guys move up and down from the majors to AAA, you know, it's still, you've got everyone there, you know. We got to let the folks at FOCO know because they might want to blow that out on their site. And look, these are going to be numbered to 40 for the 40-man roster. So it's going to be a limited edition and and look the 2023 spreadsheet oh man this is your spreadsheet for the year is it official like are you or is this a spreadsheet for the first half where, where are we at with that we gotta get an update um do you plan on making more are you do you well, feel spent you know what <laughs> i i i felt a little spent because i did put a lot of work into it but i could see myself doing it again if the right opportunity arose oh yeah yeah, it, look, it, it can be addictive. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. As a guy who uh, my, on my on my home row on my phone has Google spreadsheets, it can be addicting. So if, if it becomes a problem, I, I will I will help you through this and I, and I'll help you navigate it. Much like we're gonna help you navigate all throughout the Rockies road trip this entire week. Three games against the Dodgers, four against the Diamondbacks. There. Hope everyone has a wonderful 4th of July. Well, again, we'll be covering the game. So if you want to keep that on in the background or just follow our tweets, you can do that on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. I'm at Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter. I am at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. And you know what they say about momentum. It's only as good as your next show. 
So we'll talk to you then.